Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. A special edition of Make It Plain. Ladies and gentlemen, hope everyone is well. Joining you from Charleston, West Virginia with... Reverend Dr. William J. Barber, the second Bishop Barber and the Poor People's Campaign, as we have a moral Monday march on Joe Manchin right in front of Joe Manchin's headquarters in Charleston, West Virginia, which is located at or in, I should say, the lottery building. Lord have mercy. While in Charleston, had an opportunity to talk to some Charleston residents. I'm, I'm hollering for a second. Yeah. What's your name, Pastor? Uh, pastor Matthew J. Watts, Senior Pastor of the Grace Bible Church in Charleston, West Virginia. And um, you a lifelong uh, West Virginian? A lifelong resident of West Virginia, born in the southern West Virginia coal fields, a small community in Mount Hope, West Virginia. Went to a small engineering school in Southern West Virginia. Went away for two years in uh, Tennessee and worked for the United States Tennessee Valley Authority. But these mountains and hills were calling me back. So I came back and I've been here ever since. You, so you actually know Joe Manchin? I've known Joe Manchin ever since 1992. Uh, I met him when he was in the House of Delegates. And then in 1992, he made his first run for the governorship and actually lost in the Democratic primary. And then in 96, he ran and won as the Secretary of State, used those four years to kind of build up his name all over the state, and then came back in 2000 and ran and won the governorship. I took him back in 2004 because there was another Democrat, Bob Wise, came back and served as the governor in 2000, and then Senator Manchin became governor in 2004. What do you think about what Manchin is doing now? It's a little bit perplexing, uh, to be honest with you, because... Manchin has shown some compassion as the governor and at times as a senator. 
But right now, those of us who know him are somewhat perplexed, particularly after we read I read his op-ed piece, which really did not have a, a cogent narrative to it, right? This idea of bipartisanship for the sake of bipartisanship, well, that's not really the threat to the democracy. The threat to democracy is the suppression of the right to vote to black, brown, Latinx, native people, and poor whites. That's the threat to the democracy. And so we hope to be able to sit down with him, uh, some of the African-Americans who've known him for quite a period of time, to have a face-to-face -face conversation with him to have him explain to, to us what really is his narrative, what is his thinking and philosophy behind not supporting the $15 minimum wage when we're one of the poorest states in the United States of America, uh, not getting on board with the Democrats uh, to support the infrastructure bill. We have the lowest labor force participation rate in the nation and one of the poorest states in the nation. And certainly we're one of the most unhealthy states in the nation and not really fully on board for uh, health care for all. So we're perplexed by some of the positions he's, he's taking uh, in the last several months. You all say you're going to try to meet with him? I'm, I'm, yeah, we're going to meet with him. Yeah, we, we're, we're going to get a conversation with him. He won't, uh, he won't ignore us. You think you can change his mind? Well, I think what we can do is we can maybe create a compelling narrative, at least that he would listen to it. Uh, my friend David Fryson, who spoke earlier, he talked about this. In the last election in 2018, the closest election Joe Manchin has ever had, except for the election that he lost, when he lost the uh, gubernatorial race back in the 90s, he won by less than 2.5% margin. Mm -hmm. The African-American population is 3.4%. We know for a fact in 95, 96% of our African-Americans voted for Joe Manchin III. We are the most loyal uh, voting constituency for the Democratic Party, and we're the most loyal to Joe Manchin. So we feel like that we played a hand in actually securing his re-election because the Republicans, they were mounted for war. I mean, the amount of money that was poured into the election to defeat Joe Manchin was incredible. And a lot of people thought he was going to lose, but he was able to pull it out. He was, he was able to pull it out because of the large rural turnout among African-Americans. But isn't part of the problem, doesn't he probably feel as if he can get away with what he's doing? Um, because otherwise you'll get a Republican who might even be worse. I mean, is that kind of the leverage that he's trying to play? I think that that is a part of the leverage, and that is a thinking among a lot of the voters in West Virginia, right? I know African-American voters and even Caucasian voters. A lot of Caucasian voters in the state that have been loyal to Manchin were very disappointed with him over the Kavanaugh vote. I was with him in meetings, and I've never heard white people talk to him the way they talked to him about how disappointed they were with him wow. over the wow. Kavanaugh vote. I've wow. never never heard that before. And so I think a lot of them, they either didn't go out, I think they went out to vote, they didn't vote at the, at the, on the senatorial seat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think here in West Virginia, here's what you have in West Virginia, I've written about this, is that I call it the black voters dilemma. We have one party in West Virginia, the Republicans, they basically don't even talk to black people. And they figured how to win elections without the black vote. Then you have the Democratic uh, Party. They totally take the African-American community for granted and the vote for granted. And so I've said it's equally insulting to be ignored or to be taken for, for, for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think in the case of Senator Manchin and the case of the Democratic Party, they've taken the black vote for granted. And I think that your analysis is correct. A lot of people look at the Republican Party in West Virginia and the thought of voting for a Republican for blacks is repulsive. And for many uh, white uh, progressives, when they look at what could happen and how bad things are now, and when you think about it, if they, uh, Joe Manchin is the only elected official 
in West Virginia that's a Democrat that has ran uh, around the whole state, right? Yeah. So, and then the Republicans have a supermajority in both houses and Republican government. So the argument that a lot of us made, even though there's a lot of disappointment with Joe Manchin III, we made this argument. If the Republicans win, they're not going to talk to us, right? They're not even going to give us an audience. And so maybe we got to hold our nose and go and vote for Joe Manchin, even though we might be disappointed with some of the things he has done, uh, all the way back to, you know, the way he handled the relationship with President Obama, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of us were, were offended by that, and, and we, didn't, we didn't like it at all. But you know, what option do we have? Yeah. We don't have real political options in this Virginia. Lastly, I mean, you're, you're a pastor. Is there a moral appeal or a moral argument you think that can win him over? Is he is he appealable on morals? I, I, I mean, he calls himself a religious man, right? Yeah, he's, he's a devout Catholic. Uh, and that's the conversation that some of us want to have with him. I was unable to unpack it in my comments today because I had to truncate my thoughts comments because of the time constraint. That's the point that I was going to make to, in my little presentation that I'll make to Senator Manchin. It is, it is the moral thing, the moral and the right thing to do. And at this point in time in history, you representing this state that's considered by many as a backwater state, uncouth, unsophisticated, unlearned, uh, inconsequential most of the time when it comes to national political discourse. But now you are the most powerful person in the United States Senate. And you have an opportunity to lead a charge to save this democracy to save the democracy, and that's what we believe, some must believe our democracy is at stake, not because of the lack of bipartisanship, but when you deny the franchise to millions of people, why would, why would people tell their kids, go in the United States military, volunteer, go over there and get shot up and cut up and blew up to protect this democracy? And then knowing that in your own country, you're not going to be treated as a full citizen. It's a much bigger issue. So we want to try to, uh, to share some of these things with him in a respectful, firm, logical way, but at the end of the th deal, it's a moral argument. It is the right thing to do. Yeah. And those of us who call ourselves Christians, we cannot be oblivious to the pain, to the distress of the least, the last, the left out, and the left behind that are consistently marginalized in this country. And he's in a position to change the narrative and set a new trajectory for this country. And so we're hoping that he will rise up to the moment. Pastor, thank you. Thank you for joining me. I'll make it plain, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. your work, man. Thank you, man. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. All right. More MIP after this message. Brother, while we walk and tell my audience your name, man. Uh, Major Retired Richard Ojeda. All right. And, and tell us what brings you out here today. Why it's important for you to be here. Because we have representatives in Washington, D.C. that are not doing their job. They're supposed to represent the people. They should be doing exactly what we want them to do, and they're not. So it's time for them to work for us, not for their own self-interest. And, and, and you're a veteran. There are a lot of issues you all have in West Virginia, too, don't you? Absolutely. There's, we, we, are, we, are a, we are a state that has always, always supported uh, th this country. Are, are you all, do you have access to the jobs and health care you need as veterans here? And no, there's nothing here. I mean, that's the thing, is that we have nothing but your typical minimum wage jobs. You know, it's either dig, when I, when I graduated from high school, it was dig coal, sell, jo sell dope, or join the army. Today, it's dig coal, sell dope, join the army. And the coal jobs are going away. So, you see what we got left. Do most veterans feel the same way about Manchin? Most, absolutely. Yeah, they do. You know, we, we, it's time for people to start working for us. 
You know, we come back here to, to you know, I never even, I never even wanted to do politics until I retired from the military and come back home and realize that we got people that claim to be leaders that have their hands in the cookie jar. I mean, that's all it was. So that's when I decided to start challenging these people. Thank you for your service, brother. Everyone. Now, what do we want? One of the prominent speakers here is uh, Pam Garrison. She joins us down on Make It Plain. Pam, how are you? I'm doing good, hot but good. How does it feel to be out here today with all these people standing with you in West Virginia? Proud, proud, proud of my West Virginians. That, that they're not going to be uh, intimidated. They're not going to be treated as gullible. That we we know what's going on. You know, and we got solutions. But they seem they can't figure out. Race minimum wage. Now you'll you'll take care of so many other problems just by raising the minimum wage. Are you a lifelong West Virginian? Yes, I am. Born and raised. So did you vote for Joe Manchin? Yes, I did. So obviously he's disappointed you. Yes, I he has. I think, like I said, you got to have principles to stand on. You got to have things that you're willing to fight for, that you're willing to stand up for. And this, these are the issues that need stood up for. Why do you think he's really doing what he's doing? I'm not. I don't know. I, I don't know the, what is. Uh, what his uh, reasoning is, but he says that it's the will of the people, and we're here to show it's not. That's a lie. The West Virginians, we want democracy. We want a living wage. We want the infrastructure bill. We want to help uh, with uh, uh, child care. We want education. We want to move into the 21st century and quit staying the same old, same old. And Joe Manchin's not offering that at all. The people want change. We're ready here to fight for change. Thank you, Ms. Garrison. God bless you. More MIP after this message. Okay. Tell everybody, tell everybody your name. Jean Evans Moore. Jean Evans Moore. Tell us, uh, are you a lifelong West Virginian? I have. I was born and raised here. I didn't stay here all my life. I've lived in lots of places. And I don't know that the, the uh, national person isn't going to say something because we want West Virginia. I think it'll be all right now. You want to uh, come over with something? Yeah, no, really. Well, it's one of the only West Virginians on this front row. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so what are your thoughts about Joe Manchin? Well, my thoughts about Joe Manchin were expressed very well by other people who spoke later than I did and who are very eloquent in their speeches. Joe Manchin is full of it. He's a millionaire. His daughter's a millionaire. And he closed down the company that was up in Morgantown. Thousands of people lost their jobs very quickly. Much, there's nothing positive I can say about Joe Manchin. Absolutely. Why do you think he's doing what he's doing? He is building his own empire. Period. It's all about himself. As I see it, the only thing he hasn't done is put the R next to his name. He's acted it out, but he just hasn't had the guts or whatever to go ahead and do it. Some people are concerned that we might push him to it. You're not pushing him to anything. He's doing it already. 
You just haven't accepted that. But, but didn't black West Virginians help get him elected? Oh, what we did is and it's one thing. We got brought everybody elected, helped get him elected. Of course you did. But that has nothing to do with what he's doing now. Okay? That's what we're talking about. What someone is doing, not what he was elected to do. He is not following the democratic agenda. Okay? He's not doing what black folks said. And, and the people of West Virginia don't agree with what he's doing, most of them, right? How many people in West Virginia are coming to tell us that you're That's what she's saying. No poll has shown. The polls are showing that, as has been said a number of times, West Virginians are definitely in support of the Biden administration's various proposals to help people. They are not what this man it's obviously been saying right they right are not that is not happening and that is from republicans also in fact there was something that i saw uh, somebody sent me that i think it was 70 something percent of the republicans that are for the people's act and he's claiming joe manchin's been lying okay so we're just trying to get people to open up I have a daughter that lives in New Jersey. She's very well aware of it. Mm -hmm. I told her what mom was doing. She said, oh yeah, mansion, yes, yes, yes. So people across the country are aware of what's going on. More West Virginians are standing up. I have seen people today that I have not seen them involved in anything like this before. Beautiful. Okay? Beautiful. It has brought out this this situation has brought out more people and put more people together than any other that I've been aware of, okay? Amazing. Oh, amazing. And then any, I haven't lived here forever, but I've been back here oh, 10, 15 years, okay? And I intend to stay here. I say, if I intend to stay here, see, I said, I don't want to move again. So my responsibility is to get up and do what I can to make it a situation that's livable for me. I have no kids here. I have no grandkids here. But whoever is here is going to have to take care of me. So I hope they can read and write basic education. So that's that's the kind of thing I'm going for. Not I'm, one step I'm looking back. out for my future. And Not says, one step back. Well, we appreciate your activism, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.